grief, like the coronavirus, operates in very strange and mysterious ways. It's not at all predictable. It's different for every person. Welcome to Natural Tendencies. I'm your host, Rick Braden. Join us as we hear the real issues affecting real people that truly and deeply impact their work performance. Anxiety, depression, conflict, marital problems, trauma, grief, and loss. Right here, right now, right on! So welcome to day two of Get Out of Your Head and Come Back to Your Senses. So as a team, we wanted to present this conference every day as a way to feel connected with our community, your community of friends and family. And we wanted to provide very simple, immediately accessible tools, tips, and practices to help you stay centered and relaxed during this time of world crisis. All of us are feeling these events in different ways, having different experiences. As I talk to people across the country, some folks are acting and really feeling as if it's just another day or even a vacation. Other people that I know and connect with, people I love, are are in very active grief. And I think it's important now for us to consider this as my diagnosis of the situation is that I think we can safely see this as a traumatic uh, situation and also as a grief experience. And so it's immediately important to understand some of the dynamics of grieving. So grief, like the coronavirus, operates in very strange and mysterious ways. It's not at all predictable. It's different for every person. But usually at some point in the process, we're going to experience feelings like fear. Feelings like, I can't believe this happened. Heaviness. There may be anger that arises. Anger towards our leaders. Anger towards the ones we love. Anger towards ourselves. We might be feeling just great and some little thing can happen and it just releases this this flood of emotion and that's happened with um, one of the people I love dearly yesterday. And so at these early stages, for the most part, I think it's important to normalize those feelings. Well, what does it mean to normalize? Well, it just basically means that you accept what you're experiencing right now as normal and normal responses in a highly abnormal and a highly disruptive time. 
And also, I find it very helpful to think of any emotional state as a storm. Some storms are very gentle. They're very subtle, a light rain on a summer day that cools us off. And other times they're tsunamis, other times they're tornadoes, hurricanes that do incredible damage. But because all phenomena, all things are in a constant state of change, storms do pass and the blue sky does reemerge. And so when we're in those periods of incredibly intense emotional reactivity, those periods, although they may seem like an eternity, rarely last in a really acute, intense phase for more than 10 or 15 minutes. So during those 10 or 15 minutes, if you have practices, breathing practices, meditative practices, psychological well-being practices that we're going to be teaching you in this series, you will be able to weather those storms. And when you're ready to re-engage with your world, with the people you love, with the people you serve, um, with people at the store, with anybody, you're going to be in a much better position to do so. Because in general, if you're in a highly emotional state, very rarely are the things you say and the actions you take helpful. So if we can, there's an ancient phrase, remain like a log during those times, it's very helpful. So let's begin by taking an upright, attentive, and yet relaxed posture. So in general, the idea is to keep everything straight and aligned. And having an aligned posture is going to help you in remarkable ways to have a more open and clear mind. If the posture is really hunched over like mine is now, it is very difficult to have a vibrant, bright mind. Because the reality of things is there's no separation between our, our minds and body. Everything is interconnected. So right now, all I'm asking you to do is follow my simple instructions to the degree that you are able. There's absolutely nothing else you need to do right now. There's nowhere else that you need to be. And this may be the only 20 minutes of today that are dedicated towards truly taking very good mental and spiritual health for yourself, which then expands to those you love, because your state of being is going to directly affect the state of being of those you come in contact with. So let's move our attention simply to the breath. As you breathe in, just simply note, note to yourself gently, silently, in. And as you breathe out, the gentle noting is relaxing, letting go. Maybe you're going to be able to concentrate and relax during this practice. Maybe not. No big deal at all. 
That's why we practice. So be gentle with yourself as your mind wanders, which it almost assuredly will. Simply come back to the sound of my voice and begin again. Start fresh with this very breath. Breathing in, I know I'm breathing in. Breathing out, relaxing, letting go. In, relaxing, letting go. Practice like that for several breaths while I remain silent. For most, the mind has already wandered. Simply come back, honey, breathing in, breathing out, relaxing, letting go. Now I want you to see if for the next breath, you can hold your awareness, hold your concentration for the entirety of the in-breath and the out-breath. Just one breath when you're ready. Go ahead. All right, you're already meditators. So I want to take a transition now. Go ahead and open your eyes. Join me again when you're ready. I want to talk about anxiety. And then we're going to do a simple three-minute practice to help reduce your anxiety right here, right now. Even if you're not experiencing any kind of fear, any kind of underlying anxiety, which you probably are, you might not just realize it, then this is going to help you chill out a little bit. And who doesn't want to chill out a little bit right now? All of us. And if we can calm down, we can help people we love calm down. So even before the coronavirus, incidents of diagnosed anxiety disorders had been on a very rapid rise. In fact, as of 2019, there were 40 million adults over age 18 who were diagnosed with anxiety disorders. This equates to roughly 18% of the total adult population. And we also know that there are probably at least, at least that many cases that are undiagnosed. So what that means is every single family, everybody we know some of their family members, or maybe it's you, have struggles with anxiety. And I'm sure now it's probably close to 100%. So that's not the happiest news of all times. But I do want to share with you some very positive news. And I want you to know that I've probably treated... In the last 30 years, I don't have an exact number, 
but I wouldn't be surprised if that number has exceeded the hundreds and moved into the low thousands. And I find that this is perhaps the most treatable diagnosis that I work with. And I want to say that by participating and giving it a real effort, if you follow the type of practices and recommendations that we're going to provide you, you will very quickly see relief in your anxious symptoms. And the technique I'm going to show you today is perhaps the easiest and most effective of anything I've discovered. Now, it is one technique. Obviously, taking care of ourselves involves many factors, not the least of which are sleep, nutrition, physical activity, sense of purpose, and such. But as a technique, this one is really, really magic. So in the fall of last year, I attended a neuroscience symposium that was hosted by the University of California, Berkeley. The class focused on the role of the vagus nerve. It's V-A-G-U-S, not like the Las Vegas nerve. That's a totally different thing. So focused on the role of the vagus nerve in anxiety and also provided this unbelievably simple technique that triggers relaxation. It's almost like this amazing brain hack. So the vagus nerve represents the main component of our parasympathetic nervous system. And what that system does is really oversee many of our bodily functions, including mood, immune response, digestion, heart rate. And because of that, the vagus nerve plays a huge role in anxiety as it also transmits signals of nervousness or calm anger, or relaxation. So it's really a powerful mood regulator. So as some of you know, I suffer from night terrors, which are basically nightmares that result in panic attacks. I have some unbelievably gnarly dreams, and I wake up in a full-blown panic attack, just popping out of bed, feeling like I'm going to die. If you've never had a panic attack, it's like your whole world has come to an end. You can't breathe. You want to jump out of your skin. You want to escape. Your heart is racing. It's like in one of those cartoons, just bam, 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 bam. And it's incredibly disruptive. And these things started for me um, as early as I can remember. I mean, I had to see my mom took me to a psychiatrist for these things when I was like five or six years old. So I've been on the road to finding a personal cure and then helping myself and others professionally now with this topic for 30 straight years. So when I discovered the technique that I'm going to share with you right now, and then we're going to practice it because it only takes like two to three minutes, um, it was nothing short of a miracle. And I've now used this technique and trained at least 50, maybe 100 people on it including children with ADD, um, one child um, who was autistic. Um, I've worked with the young, uh, aging from range five to the elderly, um, a new student of mine who's um, from New York who's 80 years old. So here's the thing. 
please don't be fooled by how simple this is. We're talking about an incredible neuroscience brain hack here. What you basically need to do is just simply make your out breath twice as long as your in breath for about two and a half to three minutes. You're going to take your out breath and allow it to be twice as long as your in breath. So in, in practicing with this with lots of different people, um, the count that I'm going to do with you, um, if you're asthmatic or you have a lung condition, might not work for you, but you can just simply change it. So you, what I'm going to show you is I'm going to count in one, two, three, and then I'm going to count out one, two, three, four, five, six. I've found that the vast majority of the population is comfortable with that. If you're not, then just don't do it and practice on your own and maybe do two breaths in or two counts in. One, two, in. One, two, three, four, out. But I'm going to lead you now for the next two and a half, three minutes in this incredibly simple practice. So let's get ready. Okay, breathing in. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. One, two, three, in. One, two, three, four, five, six, out. Sitting upright and still, just return gently to your breathing. Notice any changes. Notice anything different in the next several seconds.
All right, my friends, that's it. At Behavioral Essentials, we intend to help a lot of people. And today we hope we helped you. So join us for our next session. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And visit our website at behavioralessentials.com. Thanks for listening.